Hello and welcome back to Mind Balance UK. Today with our newest podcast episode called Men and Mental Health with esteemed psychotherapist Calvin Anderson as my guest. This episode offers a professional and insightful perspective on the factors shaping men's mental well-being. So join me for an enlightening conversation that goes beyond the surface, providing a comprehensive understanding of the challenges and coping strategies that define the male experience in the realm of mental health. Hi, Calvin. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hoda, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for asking. And thank you so much for taking out the time to participate in my podcast. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It's truly an honor. Thank you. So before uh, I start off with a couple of questions, I would like you to just tell me about yourself and your journey of becoming a therapist and what really inspired you. Okay. That is actually a great opening question. Thank you. Um, what inspired me to be a therapist? Okay, it feels more like a calling than it than it being an inspired inspirational being inspired. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's something I was meant to do, and I'm going to go into that shortly. Um, growing up, I always used to just have conversations with people I've known for a long time, or maybe brand new people and every time we sit down and have a conversation or some sort of dialogue there would be uh i would say they would be able to express themselves in such an open way that i never understood until now mm-hmm. um and for me i'm very approachable people would say right um, and I'm very you have open. Energy about you don't you apparently so apparently yeah. so so um yeah i think from young it started and then for me, I just wanted to find out what, what is this? What is, can I get a career in this? What, what is this that I'm doing? Yeah. Did the research, found out, you know, it was counselling. Um, and then in 2017, I went on to do uh, my, my degree, my BA honours in um, integrity counselling um, at Newham College mm-hmm. um, for three years. Um, and I, my last year, I literally did it in the pandemic, did my dissertation, everything in the time oh, wow. when so you can imagine you know Absolutely. not not knowing what the world's doing not knowing what's happening not being able to go to uni and yeah. all of these things so um once i did that i then went on to do my proficiency exam so my governing governing body is the bacp um, and once i passed that i went on to the platform known as better health better help sorry um, online therapy, which I did for like a year and a bit. Yeah. Whereas now, um, I'm more building up my private clientele and mm-hmm. you know building private practice. So, yeah, I mean, for me, <clears throat> this journey being a therapist, yeah, some would actually say that actually suits me for the character and the person I am. Um, but for me personally, it's it's there's not really much words that I can express but fulfilling is the one i'm going to gravitate towards to give right right yeah that's beautiful truly is so mental health has been a very hot topic for the last couple of years and it seems to me that more men are willing to 
you know, consider therapy, consider being open and really recognize the importance of their mental health and how yeah. to take care of themselves. So cool. as a therapist, would you agree with me? And if so, what kind of like shift and changes do you see in attitudes when it comes mm -hmm. to um, men seeking therapy? I would definitely agree with you. Um, I mean, as always, we've had the 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 phrase, you know, men shouldn't be emotional. You know, showing emotion is is weakness. Um, so for me, if you're not showing emotion and it's just something that's building up inside you, what does the outlet become? So now, me being a therapist, seeing more men come into therapy and more men making inquiries, and I'm talking about from a personal experience and even just through my uh, place where I work, seeing male clientele come in, it's definitely a big shift, especially with, you know, probably things they see online and people that, or men who are going through troubled times and seeing how it's affecting them. Maybe that makes them look at them own, their own selves and say, you know what, there's things I want to work on. Or getting to a point in your life where you say, you know what, there's these things I have issues with. There's these things that are sitting with me that are resurfacing in these different areas, these triggers that I'm having. Mm -hmm. And I want to I wanna look at them. I want to I see what this is about. Yes, my friends may have said, oh, you don't need therapy. You can talk to us. Or nah, therapy is a waste of time. But yeah. having that having that you know internal dialogue and making that decision to say hey let me just try let me just see what therapy is about and yeah there's definitely a big shift that i've noticed that's good that's so healthy <laughs> and refreshing to hear um, yeah, it's good right so to what extent does cultural and societal pressure affect uh, men's mental health that is a great question that is a great question um hmm. <laughs> no, it's, <Want> to. <laughs> no, it is. It's, it's a very good question. Um, See, from the reason why I want to know, or the better say, the reason why I ask this question is, um, I see a lot of men, particularly young men, um, <laughs> having this uh, constant pressure of being, you know, the alpha male, being the top earning guy being, you know, super successful and whatnot. Um, and obviously that pressure leads to anxiety, leads mm -hmm. to depression, leads to feelings of not being um, good enough, not being worthy, um, low self-esteem, um, and so on and so forth. So how much of that is, you know, personal? Mm -hmm. And how much um, does society and culture contribute to this mm. well let's look at it this way you know some or many cultures or maybe all cultures we, we don't know we can actually assume or we can say sometimes or more so the father of a son let's just give for example has this expectation that they place on their son and they say son when you grow up you're going to be or you need to be the provider, you need to be the protector, you need to be the breadwinner, mm -hmm. you need to be all these things. So immediately these titles are thrown in into the model, mind of this child and this individual and they're saying, okay, my dad has told me this, I need to be this, my uncles do this, my whole family 
are like this and this is what the men do and this is what the women do. So they already have a, I guess, let's say a map of how they should be already. And this is from when they're young. Now, that can impact them because if they're not fulfilling these expectations when they grow up, they feel like they're becoming a failure. They feel like, okay, obviously I'm not the I'm person. Not yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not worthy enough to be these things that were once told to me or that I have to be or that I've seen through my own life, my own life, my own family's lives, my own lens. You know, my, my dad's that way. My uncles are this way. My cousin's this way, but I'm not that way. Why? That can then, that can then send them into a whole spiral, which can cause depression, can cause fatigue, can cause anxiety, can cause isolation. It can cause a lot of things. It can then even put them in a place where, you know, they then go and seek substances to numb the pain and to, you know, I guess in some ways put it to one side or not feel anything. Right. They're not living up to these expectations that have been placed on them. Um, so with these expectations that have been placed on them, whether it be culturally or whether it be free society, it definitely has a huge impact on one, how they think about themselves, two, what they can see their life becoming, and three, even if they even have the belief to accomplish these things. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of weight to put on yourself or to be put onto you. Yeah, I if you're able. Yeah. I mean, can you even, you, you, you don't even know if you're able to handle it because you're not your father, you're not your uncles, you're not the men in your life, you're you. Yeah. What they can take and what they can handle, you may not be able to handle. And that's not your fault. That's just, you've been born a different way. Not everyone's born the same. Um, so it can, it, it, I definitely feel like culturally, it can have a deep impact, especially if you get to an age where you start to come into your own and the things that you've been taught may not necessarily line up with where you're headed or where you oh, want yeah. to go. Mm. So then there's that conversation yeah. because you may want to sit down with your family and say, hey, I don't really now agree with this way of thinking or this way of doing things. And that might be offensive to your family because it's all they know, you know? So yeah, it can have a great impact mentally, emotionally, and even physically, depending on the, the weight of what expectation or what titles and what um, things have been placed on the male or the man, I should say. Mm, yeah, right. Mm. And so how um, to escape this trap, so to speak? How to escape this trap. Or how to deal with um, the effects of it better. Because I feel like um, that definitely leads to burnout. It mm -hmm. leads to, um, you know, workaholism. And that surely is very, very unhealthy. And it just affects every aspect of, of life, doesn't it? So to deal with this in a more effective and a healthier way. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the, the one thing I'm going to probably say is definitely seek out therapy. If, if, <laughs> yeah. 
No, and I and I'm I, the reason I didn't want to say that is because it can sound so cliche, but right. if you're not able to sit with your family and have a discussion where there is understanding and there is love, and you're going to be shunned or you're going to be put to one side or be, I want to use this word like blacklisted just to give you like the weight of what I mean, just in terms of you're you're being put to one side mm-hmm. and there isn't anyone that you can talk to then I would definitely suggest seeking therapy or, you know, there's there's these helplines that you can call as well and, and speak to people. And if therapy is too, um, if that's a big step for you, there are different outlets and things you can find um, that are healthy to to have an outlet, to, to have somewhere you can speak. I mean, even if you have a social group that is someplace where you can be vulnerable and speak, do mm-hmm. that. Just as long as it's a positive outlet and, it's a place where you can speak your thoughts and your processes and there isn't any sort of judgment or any sort of, you know, malice. You can just be free then. That's that's the way I would say to um, address these things and also to express it to the family, express it to who you need to express it to. If it is a family member or your father or someone, yeah, be able to do that. But only do that, I guess, once you have a professional a professional guide in place that can direct you and give you, you know, ask you questions so that you can have a better understanding of how to word what you're going to say or how you're going to, I guess, go into the course of action. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, no, that's really, really great. I'm just going to add one thing to this. Uh, You know, being um, really looking for your purpose in life. Yeah. It's a great thing. And having ambition in life, it's yeah. another great thing. But I think it's also crucial to recognize that you're only human and you have to take breaks like on a regular basis of course, to be yeah. able to recharge and just calm your mind and body. So this constant, you know, running after, you know, that goal and the next one and it's like it's a never-ending chase so I think it's important to develop that recognition that okay um, I can take breaks and Mm -hmm. it's it's normal it's healthy I shouldn't be feeling ashamed or you know or just feel bad that I have to take a break and I have to take time out so I Mm -hmm. think coming to that kind of conclusion is also important how how to to reach this point though? What would you say the steps are? Um, I think even piggybacking on what you said in terms of actually realizing, understanding that you are only human. You are not superhuman. You're not Superman. You're not the Avengers. You're not any of these people. <laughs> um, like you need a break. Your mind needs time to reset so that new thoughts can come in. You can't just keep pouring in, especially if you. Okay, say you're a man and you have a family, you have, you know, kids. Every day and every person requires a different part of you each day. Mm-hmm. If you're continually doing that and giving, 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 then you're going out and you're working, working, working. Where's the time? Where's the rest? And you can't say, oh, I'm going to have one hour. One hour of what? Sleep. You can't function on one hour. And even yeah. if you are and you're drinking coffee or whatever, there's only so there's only so much that can sustain you until your body then says, "Oh, I need to have something stronger." 
which then can be detrimental depending on what it is that you're now going to then take or now going to use so that you can function on this way of, I need to keep doing, I need to keep, no, schedule breaks, schedule regular um, off days or weekends away. Like you need to relax. The body needs time to repair. Just like when people are going to, I don't know, the gym, need to rest so that muscles can recover. Your mind needs to recover. Your body needs to recover from a day's work or a conversation or a meeting or a family gathering or giving time to your wife, giving time to your children. You need as a man to have that alone time because you need to be able to sit with yourself and say, okay, this is what I need to give to my wife. This is what I need to give to my kids. This is what I need to give to work. You need to be able to sit with yourself and plan out these things, be strategic because Mm -hmm. you're needed in so many areas. If you're not having a break and you keep going, there's only one place you're going to go and we don't want you to go there because of fatigue or burnout. You need to have rest. The rest is so crucial, especially when it comes to men and not just men in general, everyone, but because we're on the topic of men, yeah, the mind needs the time to reset and refocus and recuperate, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. 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 So, the question. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was that was really good. Thank you. Yeah. Um. So the next thing I want to ask you about is yeah. masculinity. Oh, that's a big one. That was- Which is, yeah, big words, big, like, commonly used, especially in, you know, social media. Um, what are your views on toxic masculinity? Do you even believe in it? Do you think it's a real thing? It's a, it's a concept that is proven to be true. And how does this, if it's true, how does it affect men and their mental health? Mm-hmm. I think my opening... And what I'm going to say is, what actually makes it toxic? Is it the fact that, for example, they're not emotionally available to a woman that they're seeing or to children? Or is there a a pride that comes with it in terms of how they are with people? Or is there just an attitude that doesn't line up with another individual's way of thinking? Um, So what makes it toxic? What makes it toxic is what I would say in terms of how I'm going to begin, because when we look at the term toxic masculinity, it's a set of attitudes and a ways of behavior that are associated with men, regarded as a negative impact that it will have on the man and on society. Now, my first thing is, does the man actually even know that it's toxic, what he's doing, or is it actually learned behavior that he's succumb to just yeah. from growing just from growing up in an environment where there are men that have these attributes and have these behaviors so for him ultimately is it is normal now if these attributes and these behaviors are having a neg- negative impact on say his partner then ultimately and i'm going to say this in terms of i hope this is what we can do or moving forward it will be done is it should be challenged, not in a way of being, you know, condescending or, you know, patronizing, but more of a place of help me to understand why you are, why you are this way. Mm-hmm. Because he may not even know that he is a way. For him, it's, this is who I am. Right. And he's caught. Right. Everyone else, everyone else outside of that is saying, no, nah, this attitude is terrible. Look at the way he's talking to, look at the way he's treating. 
But for him, it's, oh, I've seen this growing up. This is my this is my reference point. This has been in my lens since I was four years old. I'm now 33. That's all I know. Mm. That's all I, this is all I know. I don't know any different. I don't know this, you know, sit down and have a conversation, have a Friday check-in with you over some wine and some, I don't know this. This is probably what you know and what you're used to, but I don't know this. So I think toxic masculinity is something that needs to be not just only understood, but to be challenged in a way and in an environment where it's safe to do so. Okay. So, you know, Wait. looking at your male clients, yes, would you say that they are victim of this kind of mindset of, you know, I'm a man, I do as I please, and if everyone else is suffering, then so be it. Um, mm. Because I don't believe that this attitude, this yeah. toxic behavior, whatever you want to call it, is yeah. healthy for of them. Course. Not only for the people around them, I mean, it affects them as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're asking me if I if I see that? In mm. Yeah. Do you, do, you, do you see any kind of pattern when it comes to this? I'm going to say no, only because they've come to therapy to, to work out these things and yeah. there is a there is a vulnerability that has been brought to our sessions that I didn't think I would get if I'm going to be honest yeah. um, and I say that based upon again society talks about men don't show emotion and typically women are more emotional than men outwardly emotional yes when men, men are more I'm just going to keep everything in and I'm just going to just keep doing what I'm doing I'm not going to speak about much I'm I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to keep going. So I've seen in terms of who I've worked with, I've seen such a vulnerability, um, being accountable mm. as well, which I feel like in terms of the toxic masculinity is something that that's missing. Yes, yeah. definitely missing. Um, and just an openness to just be truthful and say, listen, I'll give you this analogy. Mm. Basically being able to put all the cards on the table facing the right way up and saying, okay, this is what this is. This is what this means. And I'm going to go through every single card and I'm going to let you know why I am this way. So it's been, it's been for me very eye opening. It hasn't been a struggle for me in terms of having to probe or having to ask questions or having to use silence to get any sort of response from the men I've worked with. Maybe that will change, but as of right now, Every person that I've worked with has been completely open and honest. And I guess that's down to the actual therapist themselves. And you can kind of gauge how much you want to give when you are in a session with someone and if it's the first session or if it's a couple of sessions. So yes. I've just been very, been very fortunate to, um, to have males that who have been able to be open. But just to even touch upon what you said is, again, Look at all the titles that have been placed on men from before we were even born. Yeah. Sometimes we don't even really want to express or say anything because our head, are, our heads are literally focused on. I need to fulfill these titles that have been given to me. Yeah. I'm a provider. I'm a protector. I need to be those things. I don't have time to go and talk to some guy or talk to some woman. I need to go and I need to get it. So there's yeah. that laser focus on that, which again. And then become toxic because of how it affects 
people outside of them and they may not even be aware that it's affecting them because they're so used to they're in a loop in a way yeah exactly they're so so used to going and doing these things and being these people or giving these um showcasing these attributes and these behaviors to the point where they say this is who i really am Mm -hmm. but if you have a real conversation with them and find out where did you learn this from you'll find out that necessarily or not necessarily that this is who they actually are but this is something that they've seen and they've just taken a piece of it and added it to who they are depends depends it really just depends you kind of have to find out the backstory of a man and find out what did he actually witness growing up what did he take in his eyes in his ears what did he what did he see what did he hear what did he hold on to what affected him? What trauma is still lingering? And every time he's in an environment, the trigger comes up. So he has to act that way. He has to behave in such a way to protect himself, mm-hmm. to build a shield ultimately or put the wall up. Because we can, you know, in some ways when I hear toxic masculinity, when I first heard it or when I've seen it displayed by people, mm-hmm. I always just look and I say, What you the fuck is you? Yeah, or what? Yeah. What are you? What are you shielding yourself from? What are you protecting? What are you protecting yourself from? What? Or to, if we want to even be honest, it could necessarily be the child version of the man that is being presented, rather than the the oh, male yeah. that we see. Mm. So yeah, there's so much we could say. So much we could say. Right. So lastly. Yeah. What advice would you give to men who are currently experiencing hard times? Mm. Men who probably haven't built up the courage to, um, you know, seek therapy, Mm -mm. but are struggling mentally. So what piece of advice would you give to those people? All right. To any man or any men who are listening to this podcast today or or will listen to this podcast today (laughs) just know that you are needed in society you are needed for our young males and just men in general you are needed you are worthy um there is still hope for you don't don't feel like there's nothing left don't feel like you, you don't have nothing to aspire to that you don't have nothing to you know be there's so much more to be there's so much more to do um, your very presence alone, man, is powerful, very powerful in different spaces that you occupy. You are needed, you are loved. Um, and if you feel like, you know, there isn't anything more you can offer to the world, I'm here to tell you that that is not true. There is so much more you can offer, whether it be a kind gesture, whether it be a conversation, whether it be mentoring, whether it be, you know, coaching, whether it be even just you know, looking after someone, no matter what it is, you are needed in society's time. You are needed in this time that we're in now. You know, I was looking at, um, you know, the suicide rates in 2022. Um, and, it, you know, it says, you know, in 2022, there were like 5,642 suicides registered in England and Wales. You know, that's around three quarters of suicides registered in 2022 were males. That's yeah. 70... You know, that's 4,179 deaths. That's 74.1%, which is equivalent to 16.4 deaths per 100,000. Like the suicide rate in men is something that is very, very high. And, you know, I know it's talked about in certain things, 
in certain topics and um, should be talked about no more. Um, so yeah, men, please, you are needed. You are needed. You you have so much to give, so much to offer, uh, so much to bring. You know, families, you know, young boys. You know, we need we need men to continue to have hope and please reach out, reach out to someone. If you don't have a, you know, a group of people that you can talk to, there are helplines to, 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 to help you. Samaritans, Mind, that's to just name a couple. Mm -hmm. Therapy as well. You know, if you have a, a trusted family member that you can talk to, if you have friends and if you don't have any of those things, again, like I said, there are different things you can go to but if you have people in your life that you can go to and vent to that you trust and you feel safe with please 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 don't don't deal with it yourself be open be expressive say how you really feel if you don't feel good today why don't you feel good today because once it is now vented and once you can have a conversation about it and you feel better you're just making steps towards having a better life especially if you are in therapy and you're thinking about going into therapy, I'd say, give it a try. Give it a try. You, you, you have nothing to lose. Absolutely. You have, no, you have nothing to lose. Like give therapy a try. I know there's so much stigma and you probably had people say, you know, my therapist wasn't that good. And yeah, these things are true, but go ahead and try for yourself. Give it a try. Remember Calvin said this, yeah? Give it a try. Give Calvin it a try. said, give it a try. Yeah, just give it a try and see what happens. You owe, you, you owe yourself to be a greater version of yourself because you can be. Mm. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Calvin. Thank you, Hoda. Thank you so much.